Greetings, everyone. Thanks for joining me today. This is Pastor Mike. I'm here in my office with my Bible open to Ephesians chapter 4. In the last three episodes, we've been looking at spiritual gifts. And one thing that we did was differentiate between gifts, ministries, and manifestations. This wasn't just an arbitrary distinction, but a distinction that was made by Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 4 through 6, where he said, There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service or ministries, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working or manifestations, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. So there are seven spiritual gifts that are described in Romans chapter 12, and that's what we looked at in the last three episodes. Today, we're going to look at the spiritual ministries. These are talked about here in Ephesians chapter 4, where it says, starting in verse 11, And he himself, God, gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Now, this is such an inspiring passage. You see in it the potential that God sees in the church, that we together would become a mature expression of the fullness of Christ on display to the world. This is also a key passage because it describes how God has chosen to accomplish this, that God has strategically established leadership in the church over five specific areas to equip God's people to do the work of the ministry. What is the ministry? A ministry is simply the primary type of service in which a believer will use their spiritual gift as part of the community of believers to which they are connected. Now, this passage says that God has given to the church apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers who provide leadership and who equip others in these specific areas. These five areas are often called the fivefold ministries of the church and are to be the five priorities, the five primary ministries of any local congregation. We often ask the question, what is the church supposed to be about? What are the things that should take priority in the church? Now, this passage gives us the answer to that question. The first one listed is apostles. Now, what is an apostle? There is some controversy over this question. Apostle literally means sent one. And there are three distinct categories of apostles described in the New Testament. The easiest way for me to distinguish between the three is to associate each one with the three persons of the Trinity, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Hebrews 3.1 says that Jesus is the apostle and high priest we confess. So Jesus is God the Father's apostle. Jesus was the sent one. He was sent by God the Father to earth to redeem us. Then there are the apostles of Jesus, Peter, John, Thomas, and the others 
which include Paul, who was also sent by Jesus, just in a different way when he encountered Jesus on the road to Damascus. Paul even said of himself, I am an apostle, the one that was unusually born. So you have the apostle of God, Jesus, the apostles of Jesus, that is the twelve, and then there are the apostles of the Holy Spirit, those who continue to be sent by the Holy Spirit to lay new foundations, to begin new works, and to provide leadership to those works. Barnabas was called an apostle in Acts chapter 14. He was sent out from the church at Antioch to preach and plant churches and encourage the believers. At the end of the book of Romans, Paul greets two brothers, Andronicus and Junius, who he says are outstanding among the apostles. James, the half-brother of Jesus, is referred to as an apostle in Galatians 1.19. And 1 Corinthians 12.28 says that in the church, God has appointed apostles, prophets, and teachers. So what is the apostolic ministry in the church? Probably the closest thing to the literal definition is a missionary, one who is sent out to start new works. This is also to be a ministry in the church as there is a need for the training of those who will start new ministries and who will plant new churches and who will expand and extend the ministry of the church outside the walls of the church. So next after apostles, Ephesians 4 says that God has given prophets. Now where the primary calling of one with the gift of prophecy is to pray and to make intercession to hear and discern God's heart, his word, his will. The ministry of prophecy would be the overall prayer ministry of the church. Prayer, worship, intercession, hearing from God prophetically is to be a priority as one of the fivefold ministries of the church. One doesn't have to have the gift of prophecy necessarily to be involved in the prophetic ministry or prayer ministry in the church. Notice in Romans 12, there is no gift of pastor or gift of apostle or gift of evangelist. All five ministries of Ephesians 4 will have people from the body who will serve using all the different gifts. We want to maintain that distinction in our minds between gifts and ministries. Every believer will have a Romans 12 spiritual gift, and they, then they will use that gift in one of the fivefold ministries or categories of ministry in the church. After apostles and prophets, in Ephesians 4, we have teachers. There is a teaching ministry that is needed in the church that will take on many forms, from teaching children to discipling young people to teaching the Word of God from the pulpit or in a Bible study. Teaching God's Word should be a priority as one of the fivefold ministries of the church. Next is pastor. Pastors shepherd and nurture new believers and care for the flock of God. One of the things that is often difficult for us to do is to separate the ministry of pastoring from the title of pastor. The pastoral ministry is not carried out by one guy with the title of pastor. The healthy church requires that there be many who pastor, who nurture, who shepherd, and care for the people in the church, and as such are doing the ministry of pastoring. It's not about the title, but of the function 
and the way in which people are serving in the ministry to one another. As is the case with all five ministries, people have been placed in leadership roles in each of these areas, not for the purpose of doing all the ministry, but for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. And finally, we have evangelists. One of the priorities of ministry in the church is to be reaching out to the lost with the goal of sharing the gospel. Just like the other ministries, this will take on many forms, from sharing with people one-on-one, to inviting people to church, or to a church activity, or a small group, to finding ways to minister in the community in order to have a platform, an opportunity to share the love of Christ with those who do not yet know him. All five of these ministries form a process by which a person is brought from initial faith in Christ to becoming a mature and fruitful minister. There are those who are praying and interceding for the lost and waging the battle in the heavenly realms for the souls of people. As the harvest fields have been prepared through prayer, those doing the ministry of evangelism reap the harvest as they share the gospel and people are saved. Those in pastoral ministry bring them into the community of believers, love on them, and meet their spiritual needs, help them experience freedom from bondages of sin and unforgiveness, and to then experience victory and freedom in Christ. Then there is the teaching and training in the Word so that they can be transformed by the renewing of their minds, not to be deceived anymore by the lies of the enemy, and able to bring every thought captive to the obedience and knowledge of God. Then they can be sent out to start new works, using their gift to serve others in the unique places and situations where God has placed them, not only in the church, but where they live and work and go to school. What an amazing thing that God is doing through the church and the diversity of its many parts. As I've said, a person with any gift might be called to serve in any ministry. Therefore, one person's ministry or service will look different and have different emphases depending on their gift. For example, a person with the gift of mercy will have a different flavor and emphasis in a teaching ministry than, say, a person with the gift of teaching. A person with the gift of exhortation will have a different approach in an evangelistic ministry than a person with the gift of giving. I believe that in any given season of life, each person in the body will function in their gifting primarily in one of these five ministry areas. And while a person's spiritual gift never changes, for Romans 11.29 says that God's gifts are without repentance, that is, God doesn't change his mind, but a person's primary ministry may change in different seasons of life. Obviously, if I'm in a season where God has me focused on pastoral ministry, I'm not going to say, well, I'm not going to share the gospel, or I'm not going to pray. No, it's, it's a matter of priority, emphasis, and where you're focusing your service. So today, let's consider how we can serve the body of Christ. Who are the apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, and evangelists in your church who are equipping others to do the work of the ministry? How can you then connect with those who are doing that work in that area where God is giving you a passion in this season. May God lead each of us into a season of effective ministry. May we attain to the vision that God has for his church, that we would reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become a mature man 
attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. For that is God's goal. Amen.